0: Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today.
1: Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
2: Your Faithful Giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Together. Don't forget it's a brand new
0: confession for this year, 2023. Let's go. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. Speak, Lord, and I pray that this word would not fall on deaf ears, but that we would hear and that we would obey. In Jesus' name we pray. Watch me. Without anybody else having to pump you or prime you or excite you, if your God has been good to you, I need you to open your mouth in this building and online and just release 10 seconds of praise 10 if he's never done anything for you you be quiet but for the rest of us 9 8 come on 9 15 7 6 5 hallelujah 4 3 2 somebody shout yes lord Grab a seat. Let's go to work. So this is your biblically mandated year of Jubilee. And, and in jubilee, uh, jubilee has three meanings. Number one it means celebration. This means to win or win. Hear me. There are only two options for you this year. Either you win or you win. Watch me. If they do right, you win. If they don't you win because God can put somebody in the seat that is going to do right. Watch me. If the person likes you, you win. If they don't like you, you win because now you're not going to waste your time in a relationship that's not going anywhere. I wish I had of witnesses in the building. If you get fired, you win. If you get hired, you win. Hear me. Everything in your life this year, it is win or win for you. There are only two options. Number two, it is emancipation, which means no restrictions. You will have no restrictions that you've had from previous years. Hear me. I've learned that sometimes what God will do is have people to act a certain way. Watch me. So that you are no longer restricted to have a sense of care and protection for those that would not cross the street for you. I need you to hear me. The restrictions you had of previous years, you do not have this year. Whatever you couldn't do in 22, you're gonna do in 23. Whatever didn't work in 21, it's gonna work in 23. Whatever plan you have that did not work because coronavirus came in, that plan is gonna work this year. I need you to open up your mouth, lift both of your hands, and shout, "I have no restrictions." I. Number three, restoration. This year is going to be better for you in every way. And sometimes, watch me, for you to get better, God has to make it look like this situation is in the gutter. And sometimes for you to get better, God has to make it look like something's going wrong. Pay attention. Some of you will never upgrade your car until your current car bus breaks down. Some of you will never upgrade your circle until you depend on your circle and they fail you and you got to go get an upgrade. Some of you will never change houses until your house is broke down, and messed up and now you got to upgrade. I'm going to tell everybody any area of your life where it looks like it's going down it is not. God is just preparing you for you to have an upgrade. He's preparing you for restoration. Please make this declaration say it's about to get a whole lot better. It. In this year of Jubilee, watch me. On Wednesday, I taught you that he cut you so that you could conquer. And I taught you that this cutting process in the scripture is known as pruning. And what's this definition of pruning? It means the selective removal. Stop right there. There are certain things that God says, I have decided that this is not going to be effective for you. So I have decided that there are certain things that have to be cut. Watch me. You may love it, but I got to cut it. You may love them, but I got to cut them. Y'all better talk to me. You may love where you were, but I got to cut it. There are certain things that God says, this is creating overgrowth. This is creating a problem. Watch me. It's the selective removal. And I need you to learn how to trust God that he knows better than you what needs to be pruned off of you. I wish I had faith people in the building and online that recognize that God knows exactly what needs to be cut, when it needs to be cut, how it needs to be cut. And ain't no need in you having no stank attitude about being careful if you would receive the cut, you'd be able to heal from the cut faster so that you could get to your next. I wish I had faith. Come on, open up your mouth and say, prune me, Lord, prune me, Lord. Whatever you got to take, God, take it. Whatever you got to cut off of me, cut it. Whatever needs to change in my mindset, change it. Whatever needs to change around me, change it. Whatever I got to do to get my jubilee, I'll be doggone if I've been through all the hell I've been through to get to my jubilee year and miss it because I did not like the pruning. Oh my God. So watch me. It's the selective removal, which means God says, there are certain things I have decided that right there has to go. You now you may say, well, but, but it, but it, but it looks like it fits. It looks like it belongs. It looks like it's supposed to be there. But God says, but what you don't understand about what I'm removing, pay attention, is that it has a disease. What you don't understand about what I'm removing is that, watch me, it's actually creating a problem for the rest of the tree. It is actually a cancer that I have to cut off because if I don't cut the cancer, it is going to take your entire body down. You better hear me. There are certain things in your life that have become diseased. There are certain attitudes that are a disease to you. There are certain mentalities that are a disease to you. and you got to hear me. If he doesn't cut it, the disease is going to spread. Watch me. I need you to thank God for what he cut off in its infancy stage before that thing turned into something that was going to try to take you out it's disease but not only is it disease look at the screen but it's also damaged there are certain things watch me for those of us um that used to always see people as a project i need to free you today let me free you you are not responsible for any other grown person's growth you are not responsible for any other grown person's attitude you are not responsible for how another grown person handles something. So you have to learn, watch me, that there are certain things that there's too damaged, watch me, for you to handle. I'll say it again. There are certain people, watch me, I know you want to see them change, but they're not going to change. They've been through five relationships, ain't changed. Five passes, ain't changed. Five jobs, ain't changed. At some point, they got to recognize the problem is not everybody else. The problem is them. I wish you touched somebody next to you and say, make sure you're not damaged. Make sure... Make sure that you are not looking at everybody else saying they're the problem, when really it's your trifling behind that's the problem, and your damage has now made you a liability and not an asset. You got a lot of single people talking about, I want this, I want this, I want this baby. For everything you want, what do you bring? For everything you desire, make sure you're nothing more than damaged goods. For everything you want to say, make sure you upgrade you before you try to have somebody else bring you an upgraded version of themselves. Watch me. Here's why I'm excited about your 23. Because you're upgrading. That means everything around you has to either upgrade or stay there. I need to know those of us that are going all the way up this year. I know by your praise and by your worship, I'm not staying stuck. I'm not staying stagnant. I'm going all the way and if you don't want to go stay your behind right there you ready it is either diseased or damaged look at these last two words or dead there are certain people look at me we spend too much time trying to get people to do right come on get excited come on do right come on do this i had to discover this as a pastor that either they're gonna do it or they're not and when i see that they're not i need to get another because you will spend time trying to resurrect, watch me, who even God wouldn't try to resurrect. Listen, what do you mean? He only went to Lazarus, who was his friend, but how many dead people did he pass by? Because he said, there's no need in me trying to resurrect who didn't value life in the first place. There's no need in you trying to resurrect people who didn't value what they had in the first place. I'm not going to be sitting up spending my time. Come on, have a good attitude. Come on, say it right. Come on, do it right. I'm not. I wish I got. Look at somebody next to you. Please say, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Certain friendships are dead. How do you know they're dead? You don't even like being around them. You enjoy their absence more than their presence. Certain relationships are dead. How do you know? Only time y'all come together, it is when it's time to do get the business in. Other than that, you can't stand to be around them. You can't stand when you are around them, it is like they are a black hole. Pay attention. God says, I will prune away from you the things that are because you know what happens to dead things it begins the process of necrosis what's well, watch me which means this which means things will begin to die and that disease will spread and now you'll begin to die because you're attached to somebody dead you were great when you first came to church i hope you didn't attest to dead people you were great when you first got saved. I hope you didn't attest to dead people. I don't like this, I don't like that. I don't, I don't, I don't you with your dead behind. I pray that you are surrounded by people that bring you life and life more abundantly. I'm not playing with y'all. I'm not playing with y'all. I pray that you are surrounded by people that when you talk dead talk, they speak life. That when you think dead thoughts, they speak life. That when you say, I can't go no more, they say, ah, you better get yourself tucked?" Diseased, damaged, dead. Look at this ass name. Non-productive. That's me. Um, Question. Why is it present if it's not productive? There are certain things that will appear in your life that are not productive. All they are is present. All they are is present. And God is a God of productivity. Uh, Let me prove it to you. Um, Once he recognized that Judas wasn't productive, he ignored him. You know what most of us would do? Judas, we need to talk. Let me help some of y'all solve your problem. Once I mark you, Mark, my only assignment is to look over you, look to the side of you, look to the other side of you, and you say, oh, you acting funny. I'm not acting funny. I just don't see productivity. Oh, my God. Which means I don't have time for your non-productive... I, mm-hmm. Actions, behavior, etc. Now, this is important because all of us have at one point been diseased, damaged, y'all not saying nothing, acting dead, non productive, look at the last one, or structurally unsound. There are certain things that God cuts because God says you can't put any weight on that because it's not sound. Bible says to put your faith in an unfaithful man is like an ankle out of joint, and it's a bad toothache. I remember I had a bad toothache one time. It felt so bad. It felt so bad. them three days, I was like, "Listen, Lord, I'm ready to go." Anybody else you ever had one? that tooth pain was something crazy to me i was like god i am absolutely i can't do this no more i'm not gonna be able to do this i can't survive this i can't handle this this is not gonna work watch me bible says that there are certain things in your life that are structurally unsound okay let's go here your money management is structurally unsound And so you're praying for financial breakthrough, not realizing your tithe is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. See, the tithe is supposed to, and your faithful giving is supposed to make sure, see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out such a blessing that you have no room to receive. And when the scripture says open up the windows of heaven, it's the same thing that happened in Genesis with Noah. When the Bible says that the earth opened up its aquifers and it drowned everything, watch me, that was not in the ark. Pay attention. This means your faithful giving is designed to drown anything that's structurally unsound. In your finances. Okay, you missed it. So for some of you, like, it doesn't seem like I'm progressing. Mm-mm, no, you're progressing because God is making sure that since you won't budget, that he locks you down so that you don't have anything... He's making sure that since you won't be a faithful giver, he locks you down and only gives you manna, which means you only have enough for the day. But can I prophesy to 40 of y'all listening to me right now? Your manna days are over. Your manna days have come to their conclusion and to their end. Your money will not be your issue. You will lack nothing. Open your mouth, 915, and say, I will lack nothing. So look at this. It means it means damaged, disease, dead, non-productive, or structurally unsound branches, leaves, or fruit. This is pruning. And in a Jubilee year, hear me, God says there's things I have to cut off of you before I can let you into your Jubilee. Pay attention the children of israel they literally um they go through this cutting process and pay attention to their journey they exit egypt after 430 years of bondage now that's a long time to be in a situation and sometimes you can be in a situation so long that you don't recognize you've become the situation I'll say it again. You can be in a situation so long that you don't recognize you have become the situation. You have been in negativity so long you don't recognize that you're the negative one now. You have been around dysfunction for so long you don't recognize that you're the dysfunctional one now. So pay attention. They exit Egypt after 430 years then they wander in circles for 40 years literally they walk around the same few places year after year after year after year and for some of you you gotta hear me god is so committed to your jubilee year that he refuses to let this be a year where you wander in circles Uh uh-uh and so he cuts you so you don't go through any circles for every person that believes every circle and cycle in your life is coming to an end in your jubilee year i'm gonna give you three seconds to just worship your god right there like every circle and every cycle is going to be ended this year you're not going through the same emotional cycles you're not going through the same spiritual cycles you're not going through the same depression Uh -uh, i command that to come to an end open your mouth say I'm not wandering this year. year. They wander in circles for 40 years. Then what happens? Moses dies. And when Moses dies, then they cross over the Jordan River because after 30 days of mourning, Joshua moses successor takes over joshua out of the millions of people that moses led was the only one that god could trust with any level of authority pay attention for every leader let me free you from feeling like you didn't do it right because there was no there weren't that many that you could trust let me tell you that's me jesus when he exits he only has a few he can trust and he's god moses when he exits he was the greatest prophet that the hebrews had known up until that time there was only one pay attention he spent time with millions but there's only one he could trust let me help some of y'all stop saying there's just nobody in my life i can trust if you get you one if you get you one ride or live because ain't nobody i rebuke death off of you if you get you one that says let's go let's do what we gotta do let's make it happen you have succeeded so joshua takes over when joshua takes over the bible says that now they've got to cross over with moses they crossed over the red sea and all moses had to do was lift his hands with joshua now they are about to cross over the jordan river and with the jordan river they actually have to get in the river before the river parts for them that means there are certain things watch me and the jordan river wasn't a very clean river it was a dirty river which means they had to get into something pay attention that looked dirty Okay, all right. I wish I had a few people in the building and online. Well, you're like, man, I don't even want to deal with this because this is such a messy situation. Watch me. Because you won't deal with it is why you watch me haven't crossed over yet. I'm going to need you to deal with whatever you've been. Watch me. You didn't watch enough. You've gathered enough data. You've gotten enough information. I'm not the only one where you, I say today, it's a messy situation. I'm going to bring to an end myself. Open up your mouth and say, no mess, no mess, no mess. No mess. Watch this. They cross over the Jordan River. And after they cross over the Jordan River, they spy out Jericho in Joshua chapter 2. This is going to be the first of Joshua's great military conquest. They spy it out in what chapter? Joshua chapter 2. Pay attention. They send two spies uh, to spy it out. Watch me in chapter 2. In other words God says go look at what I'm getting ready to give you but you can't have it yet. Mm. For some of you watch me. God lets you see certain things be exposed to certain things. Go certain places. Walk into certain pieces of property. But drive certain automobiles. Because he said I need you to spy this out. I need you to see what it looks like I ain't gonna give it to you yet, but soon enough it's gonna be yours. Oh my god. Come on, open up your mouth and say, In my Jubilee year is mine. In my jubilee year. He says, Spy out Jericho in Joshua chapter 2, but they conquer it only in Joshua chapter 6, after Joshua had cut or pruned the people. So John 15 and 2. Every branch that bears few fruit, the Bible says God prunes it, he cuts it so it can bear more fruit. Listen, correction. Cutting, pruning is a compliment. It is not, look at me, because we have a lot of people where you've never experienced real love because the only people around you kiss your behind because they scatter scared of your little stinking attitude. Well, every now and then, God will send you to a man of God that ain't scared of you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. That'll get up and preach the word and you're going to deal with it or you can bounce. Y'all ain't going to say nothing Why? Because God says, I loved you too much to leave you the way that you were and so I've got to cut some stuff off of you. I got to cut some stuff away from you. Why? It's a compliment. You're doing good and I want you to do better. This bump two or three people around you and say, do better, do better, do better, do better. Got to cut some stuff. Got to cut some stuff. And it's a compliment. It is not a negative thing. It means every time I'm listening to the word, cut me, God. Every time I'm listening to a message, cut me, God. Don't let me leave out of here just encouraged. Let me leave out of here bloody Come on. Let me leave out of here with cut marks where you cut some stuff off of me. Why? Because I refuse for the second week of 2023 to be like the first. I refuse for February to be like January. I refuse for March to be like February. I am determined that every day of my life, I will outdo the previous version of myself. Ready? He says, every branch that bears fruit, I cut. Which means if God isn't correcting, if he isn't pruning, then God says, I'm done with you. The very worst place could be is where you hear a message. And you leave with no cuts. This means God says, I don't even care to correct you anymore. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who can thank God that he loves you enough? The Bible says every father that loves his children corrects him. Every time I read the word, I want to be corrected. And this morning while I was preparing for church, I was being corrected. Watch me. While I was driving to church, I was being corrected. Watch me. If you stay in the place of correction and pruning, God will make sure that you always have cash and purpose. I- you ready? Watch no, ask me. Watch ask me. I told you the four things to cut. Number one, the asinine. Number two, bitterness. Number three, crazy confessions. Number four, distractions. I taught you all of that on Wednesday night. After pruning, you need today's message, which is this. You need both of them. Now, not both. Bu- come on. Come on. We got the model shirt. Wait a minute. We got the model shirt. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Both of them both of them hear me is a colloquialism Uh, what does this mean it is used in modern culture thank you watch me which simply means you need both of them all right but this is this just this just cuts down a lot of that right it means watch me Uh, there's two things that both of these things have to go together you can't have Hagen without can't have Ben without can't be crispy if it ain't no If you're going to have bacon, might as well have bacon. sausage. I'm a two-meat kind of man. Listen, huh? y'all didn't get that one right. That's okay. It's pop quiz. Y'all... <laughs> y'all didn't get that one right. That's okay. All right, come on. Let's get this one. If I'm going to have white bread, I'm going to need some All right, you got it. Okay, you redeem yourselves. Okay. I'm bacon and eggs. Baby, give me two meats. <laughs> Matter of fact, give me the sampler platter. I want bacon, sausage, ham, and the chicken fried steak. Huh? Give me some steak, some rib tips. I mean, some uh, sirloin tips. You ready? <laughs> Y'all talking about eggs. I don't want no eggs. Give me some meat. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. In a jubilee year, 915, it's not either or. In a jubilee year, it's both and. Let me tell you where your challenge has been. Is that when you make decisions, you always make them saying, well, if I do this, I can't have this. What if God says, in a jubilee year, I'm not just going to give you this. There's more available. Get this. I don't have to pick between here or there. Baby, they got planes, trains, and automobiles. I can be here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. F- you ready? I said, you ready? All right, so look, so look, so look, so look. So, so it's not either or, it's both and. So let me give you these three things real quick that you need both of them in your jubilee year. Number one, you need the right heart and the right habits some people have in heart inscription means mindset habits means regular practices now some people have the right mindset but their practices are off some people have the right practices but their heart is off you have met somebody you're like you're talented but your heart is your problem okay you ready all right let's go proverbs 4 and 23 keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life keep there it means watch this watch in other words god says you need to watch yourself you watching everybody else trying to check their hearts. What you need to do is watch yourself. Would you encourage the person next to you, say it in the most uh, authoritative way you can, but put a little love on top of it. Just say, check yourself, please. Check yourself. Because you're looking at everybody else. But the Bible says, watch your own heart, because it's your heart that is deceitfully wicked, Jeremiah says, above all things. So why are you trying to check somebody else's motives? Check your own. Look at the Bible. Y'all not talking to me. Watch. Observe. Pay attention to what the Bible says. Observe means go back and look at how you acted today and observe yourself. It's quiet in this building. and no line. I'm so glad God did what he did today. So you ain't got no distractions. The only thing you got is this word and your ears and your spirit. You ready? Look at me. He says, observe yourself. Look back over how you acted with them and say, is that the right way to have acted? Come on, y'all ain't saying nothing. Watch me. I'm starting to stir up some stuff now that's been trying to keep you from what God has ordained. That's all right. I can't. I put my oil on in the back today. Y'all better hear me today. I came anointed to get you free from some stuff today. I came anointed to get you free from some stuff that's been holding you back, blocking you, and stopping you. Would you lay your hands on yourself say, I won't be stopped again. God says, watch yourself observe yourself inspect your heart for hidden things that have been injected he says you didn't even recognize that a bad attitude was injected into you because nobody ever told you your attitude sucks everybody was scared that what you was going to say back look at the person next to you and say I ain't never scared come on Come on, can we go a little 1115 at this 915? Let's just do a little head tapping right here. Look at somebody else for you. Say, I promise I ain't scared. I promise. <laughs> Pay attention. Look, look, look. He says, there's been hidden things that have been injected. You're so scared of rejection. You didn't even recognize that you preemptively reject. It was injected. He says, watch me. You're so scared of failure. But you know what gets me about people who are scared of failure? You've proven you're not. I'm mean, just going to be honest that we've had some failures in our life. Come on, online do the heavy. How are you scared of what you seem to have mastered? Oh, but that was every year before 23. Because at 23, it's when or? Let's go. Let's go. He says, watch, observe, inspect for hidden things injected, your heart. Heart in scripture means your mindset. With all diligence. He says, this has to be a daily practice for you. Your daily practice has to look back over how you acted and say, uh, mm-mm. Uh, 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 I didn't have to say it that way. Uh, you know what? I should have been quiet. Y'all got to hear me. <laughs> you got to hear. Me. Uh, I didn't need to. You know what? And let me fix it. Look what the Bible says. Because out of it springs the issues of life. Issues of life here is tutsa, like tucero, but it's tutsa in Hebrew. Here's what it means: the furthest you can go is your what your heart allows. Which means the boundaries of your life are de- are determined by the behavior of your heart. I'll say it again: the boundaries of your life are determined by the behavior of your heart. See, some of you are looking at other people like they don't have as much talent as me, yet, yeah, but their heart's right. So because their heart is right, that's why they go further, faster, because you're looking at how talented you are. And God says, I'd rather deal with a David that, watch me, that knows how to repent than a Saul with his arrogant behind that's got a bad heart. Open up your mouth, say, God, give me a new heart. Come on. It's your mindset. It's your mindset. It's your mindset. And we all, the Bible says, hear me, because everybody right now when I'm preaching this, you got somebody in mind you're thinking about. Uh Uh-uh. Put yourself in your mind right now. Don't be thinking about nobody else. Don't be trying to say nothing to nobody else. Put yourself in your mind. Come here, Michael Jackson. I need you to look at the man or the woman in the mirror and tell them on this eighth day, one, eight, two, three, on this day of a new beginning, that today what's going to be new is my heart. So there's a few types of hearts you can have. Let's see where you fit. You ready? These are the negative heart habits. Number one, an unfaithful heart. This heart is uncommitted. This heart doesn't fully commit to anything. You know this heart doesn't fully commit to anything because it never does what's required to fully commit to something. This heart can be married and still be unfaithful. This heart can be your friend for 20 years and still be unfaithful because connection doesn't mean commitment. Commitment means whatever it takes is whatever it takes because I am committed. Oh my God. Look at this. Then it means it abandons when commitment creates discomfort whenever commitment becomes uncomfortable all of a sudden it's like i'm not gonna do it well i thought you were committed well evidently you were only connected and not committed because whenever commitment became too difficult for you then you abandoned because there was discomfort you gotta hear me watch me some people do this uh uh in, in a variety of different areas of their life and we live in a culture that supports this the child if it ain't if it ain't for you then it ain't for you well how would you know what's for you if you've never done anything much how would you know what's for you? Watch me. If your track record suggests that you haven't done, I remember one time somebody was doing something for me, and they had never traveled to a particular part of the city of Denver. They had never traveled to. They had to come meet me, and they had never traveled to the Denver Tech Center. They went to the Denver Tech Center. Like this is nice. I said. I said the Denver Tech Center. I mean, it's not. I mean, you know. It says, sir, I've never driven over here. You better hear me. It says, sir, I've never been to this part of the city. Watch me. Which tells me, watch me, for 20-something plus years of that individual's life, they were stuck in a certain part of the city and had never traveled anywhere. And for some of you, watch me, you're about to do in 23 what you never even knew was over there. What you ever even knew was available. Let's go. Your name's about to be brought up. Favor's about to find you. Opportunity's about to open for you. Debts are about to be canceled for you. Touch your neighbor, say you're going further this year. Right? But it requires commitment. It requires commitment. It requires discomfort. I have learned, I have learned how to live in a place, watch me, where I am not comfortable. What do you mean by that? I have learned how to say, okay, all right, God, it's going to be an adventure. All right, God, I got to adjust. All right, God, we got to make it happen. All right, God, we got to figure this out. All right, God, come on, let's go. And watch me, if you're like me, I like predictability. I like knowing that I can look over in a certain place and expect a certain thing. I go to the same restaurants, why? Because they're predictable. Somebody said, why don't you try something new? I said, why don't you try something new? I said, I "I only get this one meal today. We're not trying nothing. Because if this meal does not hit, you're going to put me over my calories. I'm not trying to do this. You try something new and tell me how you liked it. But watch me. But watch me. But if you're committed, watch me. If you're committed to growth, if you're committed to Jubilee, there are certain things you're going to have to say, I'm okay being uncomfortable i'm okay doing it different than how i practice it i'm okay doing it different than how i thought it was gonna go i'm watch me i expected jesus to be born in a palace instead i got to adjust to him being born in a manger i thought my start was gonna be like this but instead it's like this and i have to adjust to that because i am committed to grow question what are you really committed to because for many people not you but somebody you know the only thing they're committed to is average And for all of they talking about other people, they have no fruit to stand up against anybody else. Ooh, but I wish you'd elbow somebody next to you and say, but you gonna have some fruit this year. You uh-uh, I need to see the faith people in this building and online that believe, watch me. Back then you didn't see much fruit, back then you didn't see much progress, but I made it to my year of Jubilee that I hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of Second type of heart you can have, an unprincipled heart. This heart is an opportunist. This heart is with you if they can get something from you. An opportunist always reveals themselves in their words because when you, because when you, when you listen to their words, everything about the opportunity was about them, not the experience, not the commitment, not the faithfulness. Not that, all right, all right, you have to be careful you're not dating an opportunist. Okay, you ready? Let's go. You have to be careful you don't marry an opportunist. Okay, y'all ain't gonna go sit there. Because for some people, watch me, all they saw was a way out the hood. Y'all ain't gonna, go, all right. For some people, all they saw was a way out of their mama's house. Y'all ain't gonna go sit there. You gotta make sure, watch me, that you are not dealing with opportunists. And here's how you know their words never match their actions. They say they got your back, and every time you turn around, they do have it with a knife. Yep. Yeah. They say that they're fighting for you, but every time you turn around, you're fighting with them instead of them fighting for you. I pray, watch me, that God not allow any opportunists or unprincipled hearts to be around you this year. Question 0, 915, are you, are you an opportunist? We live in a culture that tells us to be this way. We live in a clout-chasing culture. We live in an ambulance-chasing culture. That's a phraseology that just means people are trying to find an opportunity to do something. And pay attention. It's fine to watch me to seize opportunity. But being an opportunist has a negative connotation. Because it means that you will use anybody to get anything. Anybody ever dealt with somebody like that? that, that oh, watch me. Watch me. Watch me. And 23, I pray that you not be an opportunist and that God not allow any opportunists around you. I pray that when you see, you mark and you deal with accordingly. It's not your job to change their heart. It's your job to recognize their heart and keep it moving. And because you're not an opportunist, let me tell you what you won't lack in 23. Opportunity. All right, here we go. Here's the third type of heart, an untruthful heart. This one uses false truths to avoid rejection. Because this heart thinks it's going to be rejected. This heart says things like this. She don't like me anyhow. How do you know that? He don't care anyhow. How do you know that? They can't stand me anyhow. How do you know that? Look at me. Everybody's not you. So everybody isn't going to show love the way that you show love. Everybody is not you. You may smile. There's some people who are morning people. Wave at me all the morning people in the building. Wave at me on Okay, listen, if you told a whole lot of talking to me early in the morning, I'm gonna smile and say shalom and my answers are gonna be abbreviated. I often have to take the early morning uh, flight on Thursdays when I'm traveling to Atlanta or early morning on Mondays and, and like I take the early morning flight and I haven't taken my vitamins because I intend to close my eyes and spend these next two and a half And so, you know, sometimes, most times, people get it. Sometimes, you know, I, you know so people get, hey, Bishop, hey, Bishop, I, you know, hey, how you doing? Praise God. I just closed my eyes, because i Ooh, I so was watching online yesterday. Did you? Praise God. That is amazing. God is faithful. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I don't do that. I'm just playing. I don't do that. Here's the point. I'm just playing. I don't do that. I I actually will come alive because that always blesses me. So I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Check this out though. Check this out though. If you're an early morning person, you like talking. And you may think that people who are not early morning people that don't do a whole lot of talking, you may think, well, they don't like me. No. It's just they're not awake yet. So they sleep talking and sleep walking. They just, you didn't recognize that they, they, they acting like they there, but they're really not there. They told. They said. Four, check their phone. There's 14 alarms on their phone. 6:30, 6:32, 6:35. Siri, give me two more minutes. 6:37, 6:41, 6:40. Today I woke up at five. Then six. Then 6:30. 630, then 6:35. I said, Alexa, how many alarms I got? You presently have five alarms pending. Because I wake up, pray, wake up, do something else. Wake up, do something else. Wake up, do something else. Okay, all right, pay attention. Pay attention. You, you, you cannot think, look at the screen. You cannot think that simply because somebody's not like you that you've been rejected. But, but this, watch me, but this untruthful heart, it uses false truths to avoid rejection. You're going to get rid of me anyhow, so I quit. How did you know that? And if you knew that your performance was that subpar, why didn't you fix it? So what happens when this heart perceives rejection? It rebels. When this heart thinks it's gonna be rejected, this heart rebels. It will raise all kind of hell. You gotta hear me. It's an untruthful heart. Let's look at these last couple of ones. An unsoftened heart. I'm gonna spend a few minutes right here. Cause some of y'all, your hearts, you don't have an ice box. But it ain't no ice box, it ain't no. Your heart, like this here. You have a subwoofer. Why? Because your heart has been calloused from hurt. Okay, Lord, help me to say this right. You were treated like something. And so now you begin to be a self-fulfilling prophet and you act like the thing that you were treated like. So your heart's calloused from hurt. It's callus from hurt when I first started working out one of my problems was that I look at my hands and I'd see all these calluses and for a while I was like I ain't wearing no gloves I'm, I'm for real I'm about it about it I ain't wearing no glove and then I would shake somebody's hand and I was like this is too much I was like I got to use you know Vaseline intensive palm olive I got to use it all <laughs> you know <laughs> You got to use the thick lotion. I yeah. said, so, okay, this is not going to work. So I had to cover my hands. Pay attention. For some of you, what you do to prevent hurt is that, watch me, you, you, you're calloused. And so because you're calloused, what's a callous? It's a hard covering to prevent future hurt from a place you were cut. So now watch me, watch me. You are hardened. Your heart is not softened. Everything with you is difficult because where a heart should be pliable, not you. Good morning. Hard heart. God is good. Yeah, he hard. Hard heart. Y'all not saying that to me. Look at the person next to you and say, I rebuke a hard heart. Tell them. Come on, online. Type in the comments. I rebuke a hard heart. Because watch me, if people can't get through, watch me, then how far is God going to have to take you so he can get through? Y'all better hear me. For some of you, like, I keep going through. You know why? Because you keep getting, watch me, your heart continues to harden after you go through something that was designed to soften your heart. You go through suffering so your heart is softened. But for some of you, watch me, you allow your heart to be hardened now you're still mad. You say you're not. I'm over it. Liar. Your tone tells me that you're not. Liar, liar. Pants on fire. And you better not have no telephone wire. You ready? I've forgiven everybody. Your, your, your tone deceives you. It's a hardened heart. And so when you have a hardened heart watch me look at this next part you can't heal because pride never lets you perceive properly everything you see you see it through the lenses of the hurt and the hardened heart so you never see anything properly someone so apologized they didn't mean it (laughs) i had i had i had my little nieces it was on christmas day and 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 they was doing some stuff and and they know when uncle come in it's, you know, okay. All right. Okay. It's a shift in the atmosphere. So I was watching them. I was watching them talk to their parent. I was watching them talk to their parent, and and parents said, "Go apologize, and y'all do all of this and all that and all that." And so they went upstairs and they apologized, and then they came back down. Man, they came back down. They said, uh, "Um, she apologized. Um, but uh, she didn't mean it." I said. Okay, how did she not, uh, okay. And the parent was talking. I said, stand down. I said, come here. I said, y'all shouldn't have let me see this. Worst thing you can do is let me see it. Just keep me out of it, because once I'm in it, okay. I said, y'all stay over there, because I'm in charge of y'all. Y'all stay over there. I said, I said, I said listen. I said, how, does she, how do you know that she didn't mean it? Well, Bill, see, see. I said, stop. I said, just because she didn't apologize how you wanted her to, and she didn't say it the way you wanted her to say it, doesn't mean she didn't mean it. I said, is she you? No, sir. I said, are you her? No, sir. I said, lift your hands. Oh, I'm telling you exactly what I did. And we went to Church of Barney. I said, you're my sister, I love my sister. I said, tell her, because I know she's always there. I said, sing the song, girl. I said, now hug one another and speak a prayer over one another. See, some of y'all, you, you, you let your kids, watch me, watch me. We ain't doing hardened hearts here. We're not doing hardened hearts here. Why? Because if the enemy can jack y'all up young, when y'all get older, when, when y'all should be millionaires and, and have empires and businesses, y'all going to be sitting back and forth. I wish you would allow division in your family and division amongst your children. And- I said, lift your hands. I said, now stay right here. I said, is everything good now? Yes, sir. I said, go on. said, <laughs> <laughs> because what we're not going to do is develop. Oh, my God. <sighs> what we're not going to do on my watch is develop the spirit of a female dog. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me, but I'm right about it. Where you get that from in the Bible, Bishop? The Bible says that Jezebel, her blood was lapped up by dogs, which is where we get the inclination and the ideation of the spirit of Jezebel. It is a spirit that it wants to dominate, manipulate, and control, and always has a bad attitude. And I need you to look at somebody next to you and say, "Not in my house." His, his last two. His last two. An unfocused heart. And this heart we're almost there is double sold double sold double sold Bible says a, a double-minded man is unstable in his own his ways and so when you have an unfocused heart you literally always see double vision you see two sets of everything you you always have outs you, uh, you always have outs you, you never fully want to focus on anything so for two weeks you're an entrepreneur and for two weeks you're a nurse and for two weeks you're a doctor and for two weeks, you're going back to school for a psychology degree. And then for two weeks, you want to be an artist. And then two weeks after that, you want to just travel the world. Two weeks after that, after you see them airline ticket prices, you decide world traveling ain't for you. Two weeks after that, you want to be faithful to serving. Two weeks after that, you don't want to do it anymore. You know why? It's because you're double sold. You're unfocused. You know what's amazing to me as a shepherd? You know what I hear number one for most people? They said, Bishop, being, being with Harvest and serving and for those that have even been around me, they said, this is the longest thing I've ever done consecutively, consistently. That is because you can't be around focus and not have it yourself. I pray God put you around some focused people so that you would not be double sold in 2023. Come on, open up your mouth and on three, shout, I'm focused. One, two, three, I'm Last soul, last soul. This is this is perhaps my favorite. Let me push the stool in for this one. An unsubmitted heart. This is a heart that is stubborn. This is heart. What's this heart? Um, move the twig. Okay. You say it. Move it. This heart is visually compliant. It is not submissive. The Bible says, forgive your neighbor. Lord, I forget that trick. Look at the face. Look at the face. Can I get some honest people in the building? that am not Pray for your enemies. Lord, I pray for Bob. In Jesus' name, amen. That's all I got. You said, "Pray for him," and God is like, "You are visually compliant. You are not submissive because you knew what I meant, but you acted stupid, like you didn't know." Pray for the person next to you, Lord. Let's move. I did what the man of God said. Oh, look at the neighbor, and call him ma'am or
2: sir. Oh, uh, up. Uh. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> Well, if I
0: saw a ma'am, I'd call her ma'am, but I don't like the way she acts. eh? <laughs> Go speak to somebody and tell them something nice. Something nice. Something nice. Something nice. I'm nice. <laughs> Come on now, can we be honest? Can we be honest? Love God, love people, love life. Lord, I love everybody in this section. Can y'all be active. Yeah, listen, can I be honest with Jesus a shepherd, I see everything. I just oh, I just look higher. It be some of y'all. Literally, I'm like, are they really being that vocal and say so, you gonna reach around to not have to? I'm like,
1: oh my god.
0: I'm like, hey, watch me. And you want God to speak, but why would He speak to stubborn? You want success, but why are we to give success to stubborn? Do you not know that the Bible says that rebellion and stubbornness is the sin of witchcraft, which means when you are stubborn, God says you are a witch or a warlock. We know what the scripture says happens to witches and warlocks, suffering them not to live. So, maybe the reason everything you touch dies is because you're really a root worker. Y'all are gonna say nothing. You're a witch and you're a warlock, and anything that they give you to do, it ends in death. But that was before, and this is your year of Jubilee. For every person where you know you've had some stubborn moments, and that's all of us, from me to everybody in this building and online, open up your mouth and say, Lord, forgive me for my stubbornness. Uh, you need to rejoice right there, because if you're hearing this message, that means God has given you another opportunity. That means he's not done with you yet. That means he's not finished with you yet. And you are in your year of Jubilee. You need the right heart and the right habits. You need the right heart and the right Habits I can't just have the right heart and I do the right things. I cannot just say you can't listen You cannot lay your hands on yourself and just eat crazy and say now father. I rebuke all the carbs And I, and I rebuke all the calories It don't work You cannot watch me you cannot talk crazy to your spouse and then at 1130 talk about, Come on Come on and do what? You didn't talk crazy to me all day, and you I don't want to touch you? Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me today. You cannot give people the silent treatment all day, and then because you feel like talking now. All right, let's quiet the building. Come on, come on. Now, now, why do you need the right? So we just talked about right heart. We're almost done. We just talked about right heart, right mindset. Let's look at this. So um, you need to write habits and and habits can nullify his word in your life. We're almost done. Mark 7 and 13. He says, you make the word of God of no effect through your tradition. What does this mean? Your rituals and your habits, which you have handed down in many such things you do. He says the words broken for everybody but you. And it's because of your habits. It's because of what you do how's it working for everybody else and not you i just don't know why god ain't doing this god just got me in a season of this no you don't listen that's what the season you in that's that's it it you are not you are not no special student where you get pulled into the special room you are the student that the teacher learns to ignore because you don't listen no how but touch the person next, you said, but you're going to listen this year. Come on, let's prophesy. You're going to listen and you're going to obey. Come on. And not only will you listen and obey, watch me. You're going to look around and see some fruit. You're going to look around and see some results. You're going to look around and see what you prayed for. You're going to look around and see what you asked God for. This is your year of Juba. Put a praise in the building right there. Hallelujah. Alright, last two things. We got to go. Last two things. Number two, you got to worship and work. Some of y'all, all you do is worship. You do no work. Some of you, all you do is work. You do no worship. In the scripture, there are these two ladies. They are sisters. Um, their brother is Lazarus. And I want you to pay attention. In Luke chapter 10, the Bible says she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet. listening to what he said. I right, pay attention. Verse 40. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister's leaving me to do all this work by myself? Tell her to help me. You ready? So you have, watch me, say, I need both of them. I need both of them. So, so Martha says, all we need to do is work. Mary says, all we need to do is sit here and listen to the word. But you need both of them. So look at 41. Martha, Martha, Jesus says. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. Pay attention. He says, don't you blame your servant for why your life is the way it is. Don't you blame your servant for the, uh, your truth is you got a whole lot of other stuff going on and that's why you serve with an attitude. Why? You got other stuff going on that you didn't let come into the house of God. Don't blame your servant. That's your issue with your mama. Don't blame your servant. That's your issue with your coworker. Don't blame. uh, Say something to me. Don't blame your servant. Look what the scripture says. He says, he says, don't blame your serving, Martha. He says, you're distracted by a whole lot of stuff. And it's convenient to blame the stuff that's keeping you from losing your mind. The enemy wants you to give that up because that's the only reason you've been kept. He says, you're worried about a whole lot of stuff and don't blame it on the preparations for this meal. Don't blame it on serving. Verse 42. But few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen. Look at how Jesus says this. What is better when in this moment? He said, listen, you're making it an either or when it's a both and. He said, you're making it more difficult than it is. You act like you can't receive the word and serve at the same time. Can you not walk and chew gum at the same time also? Do you use a knife and fork at the same time too? Because if you can do that, then you can do both. He said, you're making it more, watch me, you're making it an either or when it's a both of. He said, I'm going to need you to serve and worship. I'm going to need you to stand at that door. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Come on. He said, I'm going to need you to do both of these things together. I just need to sit and worship. God says, no, you need to do both of them. Which brings it to my last one. You need to focus and fight. Come on. Come on. Look the person next to you. Say focus and fight. Focus and fight. Uh-uh. Let's try somebody that when you tell them that they're going to put a praise behind it. Would you look at somebody else? Say focus and fight. Focus and fight. So Nehemiah is last one. Nehemiah. He is rebuilding the wall of his city, which had been burned down. They rebuild it in 52 days. Let me prophesy to those of us that are in our jubilee. In the conclusion of the first 52 days of this year, you will have completed what you thought was going to take the entire year. Let me prophesy. In the first 52 days of this year. If you know I'm talking to you, open up your mouth, lift up your hands, and worship your God like the first 52. You're gonna build it, you're gonna do it, you're gonna plan it, you're gonna. Come on, fist bump three people around you, say the first 52, first 52. Come on, YouTube, come on, Facebook, come on. Wherever you at, the first 52 days. Baby, give me, I don't even need two months. Give me a month and 22 days. I... Come on and your business will have taken off. Come on and your sales will have gone off Come on and the property would have been purchased and the location would have been launched, and the location would have been launched. Come on and the door would have been open Come on say the first, the first 52 So Nehemiah is Rebuilding this wall and he does it in 52 days pay attention. Here's the prophecy. He says one day for each week You're in a jubilee year, 52 weeks in a year. So what was supposed to take 52 weeks? I'm eight days in, which means I got eight weeks worth of productivity, and tomorrow, nine weeks, the 10th, 10 weeks, 11 weeks, 12, open up your mouth Say the first 52 days. He did it. Don't you tell me what can't be done if he did it. And if he's no respecter of persons, what have I taught you? Don't be jealous of Nehemiah. Stretch your hand towards the screen. The same God that did it for Nehemiah is the same God that's going to do it for Bishop Kevin Foreman. That's going to do it for everybody connected to Harvest Church. Say your first and last name. Same God. We got to go. Those who were rebuilding the wall. And how long? This is what you have to do. It's what you have to do in these first 52. You have to focus and fight. Look what the Bible says. Those who were rebuilding the wall. Come on. Look what they were doing. They worked with one hand. Look at the Bible. And with the other hand, I whistled a ninja Wood. I 'll go by myself because evidently i ain 't never scared listen i 've done it before. me God says with one hand you build him, but with the other hand you 're defending what you build with one hand i 'm building up with the other hand i 'm keeping the enemies away with one hand i 'm focused with the other hand i 'm fighting with one hand i 'm fighting with the other hand i 'm focused with one hand i 'm in the business room making business deals with the other hand i 'm making sure to lock down what I already got. With one hand, I'm making my family better. And with the other hand, I'm keeping crazy people away from my family. With one hand, I. He said, You're gonna have to, with one hand, you're gonna have to work. You have to focus. You're gonna have to send the applications. You're gonna have to make the requests. You're gonna have to visit the bankers. You're gonna have to see the properties. You're gonna have to go to the lots. I just heard the Lord loud and clear. There's somebody connected to Harvest this year, and you're going to do the work within the first 52 days. listen, Listen to me very carefully. I heard him loud and clear. He said, you will not get a car. You're about to be a lot. You're about to be a car lot. You're about to get your broker's license. I wish I knew who I was talking to. He won't show me your face, but he told me what he's about to do for one of us. Look at me. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. We got to go. Everybody stand in this building and no line. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Listen. Listen. You got to work with one hand and you got to fight with the other hand. Can I get you to lift both of those hands and say, I'm focused and I'm fighting. I'm focused and I'm fighting. I need you to worship God like you got a new anointing in your jubilee year. I need you to worship God like you got a new grace in your Jubilee year. I need you to worship God like you got new favor in your Jubilee year. I need you to worship God like he's given you a new anointing him. Like he's given you a new assignment. I wrote this song when I was in the worst valley of my life and God says I need you to conquer and subdue because you have dominion and in your Jubilee year you need both of them. Right heart, right mindset. You need the right heart, the right mindset. You need to worship and to work and you got to focus and fight. Lift your hands and open your mouths and worship. Hallelujah. 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 Come on in the building and online. Come on. Like you got both of them. 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 God's getting your heart right. You're not going to carry the same heart from previous years. Every place your heart has been harmed, it will be softened. God will make give you a heart of flesh that's pliable. I come against rejection. I come against bitterness. I come against everything that would set itself up in you. Every spirit in you that's not like God, I pray, that before you walk out of this building, before you log off, that thing is out of you and broken. This is your day of change. Come on, lift them. Lift them. Hey. Glory to God. Lift your hands. Come on. Come on, let the song minister to you. Come on, lift your hands in the building and online. Lift your hands in the building and online. Lift your hands in the building and online. Come on, lift your hands in the building and online. Lift your hands in the building and online. Come on, say, Lord, I receive it. I receive it. I receive the right heart I receive worship and work I receive focus and fight everything I need I pray it be downloaded into you right now at this 915 shall I receive it, I receive it with your heads bowed and eyes closed in this building and online wherever you are at wherever you are at if you need to give your life to the lord for the first time this is your moment secondly if you're giving your life to the lord you've not been faithful to him this is your moment to come back thirdly if you're like bishop i don't know where things stand with god but i want to be sure wherever you're at in this building or online where the majority of us are this is your moment to come to jesus do not miss your moment on three you're going to throw your hand up in the building online do the hand baby emoji say it's me it's jubilee baby it's jubilee, baby. It's jubilee, baby. I'm so glad you didn't stop. I'm so glad you didn't let them wear you out. I'm so glad you didn't let it wear you down. I'm so glad you did not let that happen. On three, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, I'll be sure your hands up. One, two, online, you do the hand-waving emoji or say, it's me. One, two, three, if that's you, hands up in this building. Online, you do the hand-waving emoji or say, it's me. Hallelujah, I got online ambassadors on every platform. Waiting for you. Everybody say this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. In Jesus' name, I have both of them. Right heart and right habits. Say, say, I worship and I work. I'm focused and I fight. Both of them. It's not either or, it's both and, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, come on, can you clap your hands for those that just gave their lives to the Lord, here's what I need you to do, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or
2: recommitted yourself to the Lord, I need you to scan that QR code or text the word HARVEST 55498, when you, did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus, we want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby, so,
1: One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No,
0: Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.